Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fringes of the Faith, a podcast about some of the strange things that happen in the Bible. I'm Paul Henderson, administrative pastor at Capstone Church here in Fort Worth, Texas, and sitting next to me is, of course, Parky Coburn, senior pastor of Capstone right. Church. Hey, everyone. How are you today? Well, you know, sometimes we get this question um, as pastors about healings. Yeah, yes. And usually it's something like, um, how come some people are healed, like when people pray for healing, mm-hmm. and, while others aren't? Right. And so right. I think I think that uh, I think a lot of people have that question, and, and maybe you can help provide some insight into this. Well, that is a a question that I run into a lot, and I'm sure you do too. You know, we as being people that work in and around people all the time, you know, and especially in a church setting, mm-hmm. you know, when you're around people through various stages of their life, all the way from from marriage to, uh, you know, birth, marriage, uh, all the way up, uh, you get to see a lot of stages and you get to see a lot of things going on in their life. And so um, I have had, you know, people ask me that uh, many times, um, you know, wonder, especially when they, when they themselves have gotten sick or someone they love mm-hmm. has gotten has gotten sick, and sometimes in in the event of a death, you know, when someone's passed on, you know, that becomes a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, I, I typically when I'm asked that question, it usually has to do with a loved one. Yeah, like a loved one has gotten sick, and you know, in, in our church specifically, we believe in the in the gifts of the spirit. Right, healing being one of the gifts, and we have seen healing. Yes, uh, in our church at our altar and. And so we get that question a lot. Well, why why was so and so healed completely, uh, but yet my loved one um, wasn't healed, and they eventually passed on to be with the Lord? I mean, that's one of the those are usually the questions that I've gotten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so because we do, I mean, there are instances, and and I, you'll probably talk a little bit about this or what you experienced in Cuba, mm-hmm. but there are instances where healing takes place instantaneously. Yes, it does. And I've seen there, it. And then there are other instances where healing is a gradual process. Gradual transformation. And yeah. then there's a, a then there is a healing that doesn't take place on this physical earth. Right. Even though it's been prayed for fervently, even though that that the elders have anointed and laid hands mm-hmm. on people and prayed for that healing. Yeah. You know, Paul, I've seen uh down through my time that I've been able to walk with the Lord. I I've, I've seen people who had plenty of faith to be healed. And I, they sincerely believed they were going to be healed. And I think that's the question that most people have. It's yeah. like, um, it's you, I've heard the statement made, It's it, you have to have faith, or it's your lack of faith that is keeping you from being healed. And, and I think that's a dangerous position to take. Well, it is, because what I, what I was saying is, I've seen people who I know had plenty of faith to be healed, and... Uh, and then went on. They passed out of this life. Uh, I've even seen instances where uh, there were family. Uh, they had such a faith that their loved one was going to be healed. They wouldn't let anybody come into the hospital uh, to see their loved one unless they believed they were going to be healed. They didn't want any negativity. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't want anything being spoken around them other than that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, and then I've seen those loved ones, you know, pass on and, and, and go on and uh, into heaven. 
And so, uh, you know, I do know. And, and then, I, well, let me go back up and say I've seen the result fallout from that. As far when I say fallout, I mean people struggling, really, really struggling with that. Well, they said, well, Pastor, we believed, we prayed, we asked God. And, and in our words, we say it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't happen. I mean, in other words, what we were expecting uh, did not happen. And it's almost like we're approaching healing sometime as a, as a formula. You know, everybody wants to know what's the formula uh, to be able to see this happen in every, every single instance. I can remember when I was a very young believer, uh, I studied this uh, a lot because I wanted to be sure that I was coming down on the right side mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of the biblical uh, belief and, and the biblical walk of faith as, as it came to, uh, oh gosh, a lot of things, but physical healing being one of them, uh, finances and, and what God you know was saying about our life as far as finances right. and things mm-hmm. of that. I just did a lot of studying on that. And uh, the more I studied... Sometimes uh, the less I felt like I knew. Um, but one day I was sitting in a church service, uh, and one of my pastors got up, and, and he said, I used to struggle with physical healing. And when he said that, my ears perked up because I was in that same, in the same boat. And he said, uh, I used to struggle with that until I realized that the covenant of God guarantees healing for all of his children. It's not a matter of if they're going to be healed. It's mm-hmm. just the question is when. Mm-hmm. When are they going to be healed within, within the plan of God? When is he going to unfold that? And then he said, you know, some are healed and many are healed in this life. And he said some is in the moment they step into the next life. He said, but all are healed. And that was the position, Pastor Paul, that I most saw mirrored in the Scripture. And... uh uh, you know, just reading the scripture, that was the one that I saw uh, seem the most biblical. You know, the truth of the matter is, is, is I really believe sometimes we are working really hard and looking for a way to turn this place that we live in into heaven, mm-hmm. to turn this earth into heaven. Uh, you know, we want everybody to be healed. And I, I don't blame you. I mean, there's a yearning inside of every believer to see death done away with. Mm-hmm. We want to see that done away with. But in this dispensation, uh, healing will occur, but death will not be done away with. You know, when the, Paul wrote to the Corinthian believers, he said the last enemy that we will see put under the feet of Jesus is physical death. And that was when he was talking about the resurrection of the dead. Right, that's right. And so physical death will be a part of this dispensation until Jesus comes and changes the order, mm-hmm. the order of things. And, and so um, I know some people say, well, you don't have to be sick to die. But I really think that it's death we're struggling with. Ultimately, that, that is it. I really do. It, it, yes, we are struggling with healing to a degree because some people live in, in you know, their life, if they have some kind of physical illness, they live with great, and I don't want to say handicaps, but you understand what I'm trying to say. I mean, it, it hampers their life. Mm-hmm. But we're also struggling with death. I, I mean, uh, you know, getting to a place where we were never dying, that's not going to be a part of this dispensation. It's in the one to come. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, you know, um, I do realize that as a part of the covenant that God has with us that all of his children are going to be healed. Uh, it, it, but it's just a matter of when. And I think that's important, too, to realize uh, for those that are seeking to bring heaven here uh, into the earthly realm, I, I think it's important to realize that we once had perfection here mm-hmm. in our existence. It used mm-hmm. to be perfect, and it used to be no corruption whatsoever. And, and so sometimes I hear things like, why does God allow this to happen, or, or why has God caused this to happen? And, you know, without being crass, you know, I, I, I try to go back to the garden and when everything was made in perfection mm-hmm. and God gave us, you know, one of the greatest gifts he could ever give any creature, which was free will for us to use it however we chose. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we chose to use our free will to bring corruption mm-hmm. into our existence. And at right. that point, sickness and disease entered into the existence of humankind. And so it really wasn't God uh, that caused illnesses or sicknesses. He gave us free will, and through that free will, we chose uh, behavior that resulted in the consequences. And it's not like he didn't tell us. Right. He said, if you choose this path, it will result in death. Because be- before then, before that choice was made, there was no death. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of human error and human behavior, we brought the corruption to this perfect earth. And now that corruption has has been dealt with through the shedding of Christ's blood on the cross. In other words, the sin has been dealt with, but the consequences of that sin will not be fully dealt with until the next dispensation. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, when you live in this world and you and you just you're just observant, you know, you look at trees, trees get diseases and they die. Uh, You know, they're a creation of God. You look at grass, sometimes it'll get a disease and it'll die. And and, you know, we're constantly fighting against those things. But but then we begin to realize that even though we don't like it, that's a part of the reality of this dispensation. And, you know, God is in control of all things and he decides what's going to happen in a dispensation. I mean, we don't decide. Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, thank God that through his grace and his mercy, he has provided for us uh, the deliverance of our souls, the salvation of our souls in this dispensation, and has poured out uh, very a lot of evidences of his reality and his life. But locked within this dispensation uh, is the fact that this world has not reobtained all the perfection that it had at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the, in the Bible, it tells us that that is to come. When the Lord comes and, and puts an end, you know, the Bible tells us to, to things in this, world that, in this world when he changes the natural order again, then... Uh, all of those things will be wiped out for good. But we're just not there yet. And I, no matter how hard we try, no matter how hard, how much we wish we weren't, it's just still a reality of, of where we are. People are going to pass from this life. You know, you think about biblical examples. 
You know, we think about the biblical example of Lazarus. Uh, you know, Jesus came to the tomb and he raised Lazarus from the tomb. It's one of the few people in the world that had two funerals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, here, here all of a sudden, you know, the Lord defeats physical death in Lazarus' life. But because of the dispensation we lived in, Lazarus continued to get old, and and eventually, again. eventually he he passed uh, mm-hmm. from this life because that's the dispensation that we are in right now. You know, I think about Elijah, uh, Elisha, excuse me. You know, Elisha who followed Elisha, the great man mm-hmm. of God. Elijah asked Elisha for a double portion of his spirit. He got it. He received it. <laughs> he got it. You know, the mantle fell from heaven on Elisha. And then when you get down to the end, you know, you see all the miracles that Elisha did. And then you get down to the end of Elisha's life in 2 Kings, and you read this real interesting scripture and at the opening of one of the chapters that says, Elisha was sick from the disease in which he died. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow, uh, you know, this great miracle worker, Elisha, was sick mm-hmm. and then eventually died from that disease. Now, remember, this is the same Elisha that after he died, he was buried, mm-hmm. and later uh, some people happened upon his tomb, and they needed to bury somebody real quick, so they opened the tomb and laid the guy's body in there, you know, and it happened to touch Elijah's body, a dead Elijah's dead body, and the guy was raised from the dead. The guy yeah. raised somebody from the dead after he was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, Elisha, in all this mystery, in this dispensation, he was sick from a disease in which he died. Right. I'm not trying to put a downer on anybody because I've seen God miraculously heal people, and we know God raises the, the raises and has raised mm-hmm. the physical dead. But in this dispensation, we're just not going to see that part done away with. You know, I, I was reading again in Acts 19 the other day, the Apostle Paul, what an amazing, powerful man of God. Bible tells us in Acts 19, handkerchiefs were taken off of his right. body mm-hmm. and put on other people's body, and they were healed. And then uh, we begin to to read in the Bible, and you get into the book of Galatians, and Pastor, I mean, not Pastor Paul, that's you, but Paul the Apostle, he starts talking about, hey, when talking to the Galatians, he said, remember when I first came to you, it was because of an illness that I had that I first mm-hmm. preached the gospel to you. Mm-hmm. He had to stop, apparently, for a while. And when he stayed there, he preached the gospel to the Galatians, and he said, you did not despise my infirmity, but you accepted me as you would an an angel of God. And then he said, you know, I, 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 I looked at you and I thought, they would have torn out their own eyes and given them to me if they could have because of their love. And then, you know, so we know that Paul had an eye problem. And at the end of one of the other letters, he said, see what large letters I I write to you in, which, you know, he was writing large because he, his eyesight wasn't good. And this is the great miracle work. Right. And, you know, everybody talks about the thorn in the flesh and a lot of faith people, and I'm one too, but a lot of people that want to believe, you know, that healing happens in every instance, they, they talk about the thorn in the flesh that Paul had. They said that was not a physical illness, but I believe there's just as much evidence uh, that it was a physical illness as there's not, you know, and the and apostle Paul asked the Lord to deliver him from it three times. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you, mm-hmm. Paul. In this dispensation, we, we receive, we battle, we overcome, we go from faith to faith. 
we move forward. And ultimately, the final expression of our faith comes not in remaining in this physical life forever, but in the final expression comes in entering into into the glory, a glory with our with our Lord mm-hmm. and with our Savior. And so I think we have to be honest, you know, and really look at what was going on. And, you know, you think about martyrs. Have you ever thought about martyrs before? Yes, I was about to bring uh, Stephen up. Yeah. I mean, if we have all power over evil, and we do, I'm not disputing that, but if every time somebody came against us to threaten us and we, you know, because of our faith or whatever, and we could just say, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, there would be no martyrs. Mm-hmm. That's right. But there are. Including the disciples. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Peter said, hey, uh, the Lord, I'm going to be putting off this tent as the Lord has shown me, he's already shown me, because uh, we know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, he, he prophesied to Peter he was going to be killed for his name. Mm-hmm. So I, I say all that, you know, I, I say all that to say we're, the dispensation we're in, we're going to see great miracles and signs and wonders, but we're not going to see the fullness of the doing away of everything right. until Jesus comes and restores the perfect order of things. That's right. And you talk about Paul and, and his infirmity, and you talked about Elisha and his passing because of a, a disease that mm-hmm. caused his death. And there's another person, too, and it was Paul's spiritual son, Timothy. Yeah. And if, and if you remember... Paul tells Timothy in, in one of his letters to him, he says, drink a little wine for the issue that you've got with your digestive system, basically, yeah. with your stomach. He said, yes. So why didn't Paul just touch him and heal him? I or think, did he try? You know, I've been restudying a, a buddy of mine here at the church, and I have been restudying the two letters to Timothy t- together. Mm-hmm. And this time when I've been studying it, man, it, it's really popped out to me that Timothy really was struggling with fear. Mm-hmm. He he really was, and the, and his father in the faith, Paul, was trying to encourage him, trying to, you know, impart courage into him, and 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 get his eyes, you know, on Jesus, and and off what other people were doing and what other things were, were happening. And you're right, you know, Timothy's had a stomach issue of some sort. He could have, you know, it could have been because of all of the anxiety, anxiety he yeah. suffered, or it, you know, it could have just been a product of. The world at that time, you know, not all water was good, and, and you know, you could eat something that could mess you up, or, or just a product of a physical illness. And mm-hmm. Paul, Paul gave him a, a remedy a instead remedy. of a healing, right? And then, you know, and then he another you talking about Timothy, you know, in, the, in his second letter to Timothy, Paul wrote one time uh, he w- he was telling Timothy some things he was about to he was saying goodbye to him, and sometimes script biblical goodbyes could be kind of long. But he told him, uh, he was telling him some things, and he said, hey, Trophimus, you, you remember Trophimus. He said, I left Trophimus in Miletus sick. Mm-hmm. That's right. Paul said that. So apparently Paul was there with Trophimus. I'm sure he prayed for him. You know well, he did. You know he did. And But he said, I didn't, before I left, I didn't see the manifestation of his healing. I left him there, and he was sick when I left. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, I don't know what the there. I don't know that there's a formula. There is no formula other than the fact that if you're a child of God, it's your destiny to be healed. Mm-hmm. 
And our, our job is to pray and believe. Mm-hmm. And we have seen yes, we have. dramatic healings. Uh, I saw them in Cuba. I've seen them in Africa. I've seen them here. Let's, let's talk about those because I think it's yeah. important to, to see, you know, for people to hear how dramatic some of the healings that, that we've witnessed have been. Because we're not talking about praying over someone that maybe has the flu and then, you know, several days later it mm-hmm. goes away or clears up. We're talking about instantaneous, dramatic healing results right then and there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen in this church. I have seen somebody who who had cancer in the lung uh, come back with a doctor's report that said the cancer was gone. I, when I was in Cuba, uh, there was a probably a twelve year old girl that was in the service one day that had a big goiter on her neck, a large knot, and uh, we prayed for her. A friend of mine led the prayer. Uh, another pastor here in this city led the prayer. The goiter disappeared immediately. So shocking it was that the girl turned and ran out the back door of the church and took off. Her her mother and dad wasn't there. She went to tell them. Hmm. She ran back home so she could tell her parents what had happened. Uh, walking down the street, uh, trying to relax in Havana, uh, a guy came up to us and just wanted to talk to us about some things. He He... We told him we were pastors, and he began to, you know, say, I need help, and I need it bad. And uh, so we began to pray for his spiritual condition. He, he was having anxiety, and we, we began to talk to him about his relationship with Jesus and pray about his spiritual condition. Next thing you know, uh, you know, he backs up, and he goes, my legs, my legs. You know, so we, didn't, we weren't praying for his legs. You know, so, well, what happened? He goes, my legs have always been bowed, and he goes, they straightened up. Mm. They straightened up. Boy, he had stra- legs as straight as a little arrow. Mm. And then the next thing I know, he's grabbing his chest. I thought he's having a heart attack. I thought he got healed. Now he's dying. And he, he he had a hold of his chest. I said, well, what's going on? He goes, I've also had heart problems. And he said, right now, my heart, it's changed. It's different. Mm. We, we've seen God mm-hmm. do these things. You know, well, I prayed I, for a woman. The doctor told her she couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. And next thing I know, she comes in the church and says, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it happens. It man. does happen. And we actually have people that will bring their medical reports. Yes. We had one not church, long ago. Right? Yeah. Who had cancer. Yeah. And um, brought the medical report. And she was completely healed of all cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it befuddles the, the, the community, the physician community, unless they're believers. And we have actually had, you know, you you know very well who I'm talking about. He had Crohn's disease. Yes. Right? And if you don't know anything about Crohn's, there's really no... There is no cure. There's no cure. There's no cure. Yeah. Or let me say I had it. Yeah. Uh, You know, and yes, I know the the guy. And we both do. We know him very well. Mm -hmm. And when he went in... He had a, a final test. He went back and he had a he had another test with the doctor that was treating him for Crohn's. He said the doctor sat him down at the table and drew a circle on a piece of paper and he goes, "This circle represents everyone that is a patient of mine who has Crohn's." Then he drew a smaller circle inside of that one and he said, "This circle represents ever all the patients of mine that have Crohn's who, through medication." It's being managed, managed and they're, right. they're doing well. Then he puts a, in the side of that circle, he puts a dot with his pencil. And he says, this dot represents the only person 
that I have ever known that has been healed of Crohn's. And he said, that's you. Mm-hmm. And so we know it, it happens. And uh, I've seen it uh, miraculously happen. I've seen demons come out of mm-hmm. people. I've seen healings occur. We have, we have a leader in this church in our connect groups, our small groups, who had rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And she was healed mm-hmm. instantly on the altar. Yes. You remember? Because she yes. started moving her legs, like jogging in place up and down. She couldn't do that before. Yeah. It's just miraculous. It is. And then, as I said, I have known at least, well, I don't want to give a number because I, I may be wrong, but I have known several that had a, a, a disease that was terminal that had the faith. I knew they had the faith to mm-hmm. be healed. And they passed it and left this life. And there, and that we prayed for them the same way we did everybody yeah. else. We believed mm-hmm. the same way. And uh, and you say, well, Pastor, doesn't that rock your faith? You know what that lets me know? That lets me know that God is God mm-hmm. and that he sees death differently than we do. To him, that's, it's not a terrible... It's a very key point. It's not an end. Mm-hmm. It's a beginning. To him, it's, a, it's a beginning. It's a continuation. When we say believers are going to die, that's really a misnomer. Mm-hmm. No believer dies. Uh, their body may cease to function here, but they don't die. Yeah. You know, they, they continue to live. They transition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm telling you, uh, I've seen those cases where people, we prayed for people the same way we prayed for others, and they went home to be with the Lord. And uh, now, rather than get discouraged about that, I get a little envious of them sometimes that they've already gone on and they're with Jesus. But, but Pastor Paul, uh, it's in God's hands ultimately. Mm-hmm. And and he also also raises another question that I think some people have is okay. So you prayed for person A who had a disease, and then person A is healed of that disease miraculously. Mm-hmm. But then maybe several years later, that disease comes back, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, what happened? Was I healed or, or not? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, ultimately, God is in control, and you may experience a miraculous healing. Uh, I can use myself as an example. I was miraculously healed of Crohn's disease. And I'm, not the, I'm not the same person that you were describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's someone else. Uh, because I went to the doctor for a routine, you know, when you get my age, there's some certain things, tests that they run. They're not pleasant, but there's certain oh, tests yeah. that they do. Mm-hmm. And I went for one of those, and the doctor came in, and the gastroenterologist came in and said, well, you you're, look good. Everything's good. Everything's normal. And I said, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And my wife was in there with me, and we were like, wait a second. Um, what about the Crohn's? And the doctor said, you don't have Crohn's. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I, I do. I have it. Did you get, my Crohn's was located past the ileum, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you get past the ileum? And she said, oh yeah, was, everything's good. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, about eight years later, I began having episodes, Crohn's episodes. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, immediately in my mind, my flesh goes to, well, was I healed or not? I know that I was healed mm-hmm. completely 100%. Yeah. 
And, you know, we're not saying that so you'll get scared out there if you've been healed. No. Because mm-hmm. I tell you what, uh, you know, I, I have had something uh, that God drastically touched me over, and I walked without it for seven years. And then after seven years, it began to come, try to come back, and I, and I had to, to, you know, fight that battle a different, a different way that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say, why would, why would God allow that? Well, you have to ask him. Right. But, but through it all, I, it, my faith deepened, my character deepened. And, uh, and I didn't lose faith in God. I just began to realize that God is God and he's a big God. And like I said, he sees this world a lot differently than we do in a lot of areas. I'm not saying he denies the pain. He denies the, you know, he's not in denial about what's going on. But as far as his children go, his children are on this pathway uh, of freedom and deliverance. And this dispensation that we live in, we're not quite there. Uh, You know, the Bible says we see in a glass darkly now. I mean, sometimes uh, we see it, and it's there, and and we see it operational. Uh, But to say that it happens in every, every, every single case, uh, I know Christians. Maybe you're not a Christian out there listening today, but I know Christians, and I guarantee you, that if it happened in every single case, there would be ministries where Christians would go to hospitals and they would stay in hospitals and they would go from room to room, oh, yeah. pray for people and oh, see yeah, them healed. Definitely. There, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be any hospitals. No, there wouldn't be any sickness. There'd be short-term facilities until the Christians got exactly. to you. There wouldn't be any long-term sickness. Yeah. No long-term illnesses. There would be nothing. No disease. I know that they would. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know people that would do that as part of their, their compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. But it's just not there. And I think that if there's anybody out there that says everybody they've ever prayed for has been healed, I don't, I don't know if they're being uh, genuine with you. But uh, I'm telling you what, you need to believe God. God is a powerful, powerful God. Uh, but he has a pathway for each one of us to go down. Mm-hmm. And unless he, unless he comes back soon, every single one of us are going to get older, mm-hmm. and at some point in time we're going to leave this life. That's right. That's right. And like you said earlier, uh, God views death so differently than we do. Uh, he's all-knowing. He knows. It's like... I think there's a side of humans that have this question about what is going to happen when I, when my body dies, what's going to happen? God knows what's going to happen. So why would he be concerned with it? Yeah. You know, I hear somebody out there thinking, well, pastor, if you're a Christian, why would God allow a Christian uh, to get sick? You know, Uh, well, there are still things we do as a part of the fall. Mm Mm-hmm that, you know, Christians still have to work. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, they still have to toil, you know, work the soil of their life it's so with... that, the, you know, by the sweat of their <laughs> yeah, brow. they're still dealing with thorns. Uh, you know, and, and make their own money, uh-huh. uh, make money uh, to provide for their family. There, there are still things that are worked into the fabric of this life that do not diminish the power of God. As a matter of fact, they speak to the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm going to tell you, it's all been put underneath the feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. and we're going to see all of this completely done away with That's one right. of these days. And in this life, in the here and the now, we're going to see God do a lot of amazing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. And so if uh, if you're out there and you, and you are struggling with this question of healing, and maybe you have uh, some kind of infirmity or sickness that you've been prayed over, and you're just not... You know, you're just you're just not seeing the healing in this life. Uh, just know that God has a plan and He has a purpose for everything, and He can turn everything, and He will turn everything to good for those who love Him. They're called to His purposes. Romans eight twenty eight. We know that. Yeah. So, um, but if you continue to struggle with that and you have questions, feel free to email us at mm-hmm. info at capstone dot church. Info at capstone dot church, and you know we'll pray for you and. We'll do our best to answer whatever questions that you may have. You know, I would just say if you're in the fire right now, some kind of physical infirmity or, or that, that feels like you're, you're in a fire in your life, the greatest thing you can learn to do right now is sing in your fire. Mm-hmm. You know, That's if right. your body, uh, if you don't see the complete deliverance in your body right now, then exercise that, the deliverance of your soul and learn to sing in your fire, overcome your enemy internally right you know uh overcome him and uh you know what uh sometimes that that's the breakthrough that you need to see the physical healing other times that's the breakthrough that you need to to just continue on and 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 live in victory the rest of your life so uh i just want to pray with you pastor paul and i'd like to pray with you before we close out Mm -hmm. today lord for those out there that maybe going through a physical sickness today, Lord, we thank you that the Bible says we're healed. If they belong to the Lord, then their healing is their destiny. It's the children's bread. That's right. Now, Father, I pray you would manifest that in their life. I thank you that the Holy Spirit's at work in them, bringing complete deliverance. Father, I pray that they'll seek you with all their heart. They'll sing and be free internally. And God, they'll believe you and rejoice in you. And Lord, I thank you that it's not a matter of are they healed. They are. Lord, and it will manifest itself. Mm -hmm. And Father, we thank you for your healing in their lives. Bless them and touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you know, it also, we've talked about this before, about how the Holy Spirit moves. And Jesus describes the the Spirit to Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. You remember that discussion that we've had about Mm -hmm. it moves and where it goes? Mm -hmm. No one knows. Maybe that's kind of the thing with healing too, since it is a gift of the Holy Spirit that maybe it blows on, you know, it blows through and in some instances and in other instances it doesn't. And there's a reason for that. I sure am glad God lets us be a part of his work in the world, but I have learned something over the years and that's uh, he's God and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And he's the boss. And I'm really glad of that to be honest with you, because I don't know enough to make the right decisions in every single situation. And so uh, I believe that he's all powerful and I believe there's no enemy that can come against you that will not be defeated in the name of Jesus. That's right. All right. Well, amen. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and, uh, you know, if you like it, please hit that like button and share it, share it with as many people as you can. And with that said, you know, God bless you guys. Stay alert, stay in the word, and be not deceived. We'll see you next time. 
see you.